Investors say yum to Weight Watchers on this episode of Industry Focus. Greetings, fools. Today is October 20th, 2015. I'm your host, Dylan Lewis, and I'm joined in the studio today by Motley Fool consumer goods analyst Vincent Chen. Vincent, how are you doing today? How are you, Dylan? Doing all right. Uh, perhaps not as good as some of the stocks we're going to be talking about today. Yes. A lot of big moves in the market. Uh, mm-hmm. So why don't we start out talking today about uh, Yum! Brands and some news uh, about the stock. Okay. Uh, so a major announcement this morning actually just came out before uh, the market opened. Uh, that the company will be spinning off its business in China. Um, initial response has been very positive, like you mentioned, uh, up over 4% last I checked. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for listeners that aren't as familiar with Yum, uh, what's driving management to make such a big decision? Sure. Um, ultimately, this all centers around, obviously, its China division, which makes up about half of revenue and operating profits. Mm-hmm. Um, and o- the the issue there is that China, previously, its major growth vehicle has seen revenue just stagnate over the past two years or so. Um, just to illustrate that, in full year two, for full year 2012, China division saw revenue about $6.9 billion. Okay. And two years later, for full year 2014, it was just over $6.9 billion. And the problem is, there's a huge shift from previously when in 2011, 2012, it was seen anywhere from 25% to 35% annual growth. Okay, so there's a big drop-off there. Big drop-off. Uh, so what's the reason for that shift? Yeah, so for investors who don't follow Yum uh, as regularly, it, it's just been plagued really by terrible, terrible publicity uh, as a result of some food quality scandals. Yeah, I remember it was a couple months back they had uh, some issues with meat sourcing, something yes. like that. So they kind of get hit back to back to back, really, and that's just resulted in this longer slide. So in 2012... Uh, CCTV reported at the end of 2012 that a local KFC supplier was treating chickens with excess antibiotics after they did some testing in the previous two years. Mm -hmm. Um, Management forecasted a 25% same-store sales decline as a result from that negative publicity. It actually came in uh, down just 20%, but you know the pain kind of continued, where restaurant margin declined 7 percentage points, operating profit fell a very significant 41%. And this next quarter, it was more the same. Same store sales down 20%, uh, margin down 5 percentage points, operating pro- profit plummeted 63%. So at that point, you know, it's possible, you know, they hit it with a lot of marketing to try and get customers back in their stores. Right. But right after that happened, there was an avian flu scare in the region uh. too. So they got hurt by that as well. So just this ongoing, uh, this ongoing pain that management was feeling for their China division. And so when things started to pick back up over the next year or so, they got hit again recently. Uh, it was last summer that there's reports that came out that again one of their uh, suppliers, this one actually at an American-owned factory. Uh, was basically reusing or continuing to use tainted and expired chicken. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, as you can imagine, this actually hit uh, McDonald's and Starbucks as well. But same store sales fell 14%, margin declined 4.6 percentage points, operating profit down 30%. And so, for full year 2015, the most recent quarter, management indicated that same store sales for China are going to come in slightly negative. Mm-hmm. So after you know years of suffering through this really poor recovery and being hit by these scandals, uh, investors are very unhappy, and management has been going through this long kind of strategic review trying to determine what they can do to to revitalize that business. Yeah. And so basically, it was issue after issue after issue, yes. and 
they weren't able to rally long enough to reinstill that consumer confidence. Yeah, they, you know, just as they were probably picking up some momentum and things were looking uh, like they would at least return somewhat to their previous growth and their success there, they got hit by this other scandal. Yeah. So I've seen this name in some of the articles I've been reading about the issues. Uh, Keith Meister. And uh, so can you talk a little bit about his role in all of this? Sure. So he's a big player here because he is uh, he's an activist investor from Corvex Management. So they're one of uh, Yum Brand's biggest shareholders. Uh, I think they have about yeah, it's a 5% stake. Okay. And he was appointed, they made an announcement last week that he'd been appointed to the board of directors. Mm-hmm. But he's been very public with his view that Yum Brand should be spinning off of its China business entirely. Uh, he kind of pre- he presented that in a uh, in a speech, I believe, that he made in May of this year. Uh, the stock has traded down about a quarter since then, as a result of some of its its uh, recent earnings reports. But it's just kind of interesting to see that uh, you know since that slide. He got appointed to the board, and then not even a week later, they're making this announcement, and the stock's seeing a big boost as a result. Yeah, so this is the nudging of an activist investor to a certain extent. Oh, I think it's a huge part of that. Okay. Uh, so, what are these two new companies going to look like? Or what can investors expect? Sure, sure. So, uh, Yum China operates about 6,900 total restaurants, uh, and that's just KFC and Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taco Bell has no presence in China yet. Okay. They're working on it. Uh, and under the current structure, uh, those are primarily company-owned. Mm-hmm. But what's going to happen is Yum Brands overall, they're targeting like over 95% franchise model for their whole network of restaurants. And China, uh, Yum China will just become uh, an overall franchisee, and it will be Yum Brands' largest one by far. Okay. So... Um, Yum Brands overall has forty-one thousand restaurants worldwide. They're going to keep. They've been opening about two thousand more annually. So pretty, you know, impressive rate of growth for in terms of their uh, their number of restaurants at least. And uh, when should we be looking for this deal to close out? Deal should be completed by the end of two thousand sixteen. And uh, CEO CEO Greg Creed. Uh, described the deal in a way that's you know not all that surprising, where he said, following the separation, each standalone company will be able to intensify focus on its distinct commercial priorities, allocate its own resources to meet the needs of its business, and pursue distinct capital structures and capital allocation strategies. This will provide a clear investment thesis and visibility to attract a long-term investor base suited to each business. So, you know, not surprisingly, basically, this is going to give investors their choice to invest in the Yum Brands model, which is uh, high margin, very stable due to uh, the franchisee model, where they're just getting that licensing revenue, and then more the growth model through uh, Yum China, assuming they're able to get things back on track. And otherwise, uh, Creed is going to continue running Yum Brands, and Mickey Pant, who took the CEO role in China, for China, uh, I think early last or later last year, is going to keep running that business. Oh, great. Uh well, uh, we're going to be talking about Weight Watchers in a minute. Uh, but before we do, I uh, just wanted to remind our listeners that we have a special offer for the Motley Fool Stock Advisor newsletter for all of our IF listeners. As a loyal industry-focused listener, you have access to a special discount on Stock Advisor that works out to $129 for a full two-year subscription. Just go to focus.fool.com to take advantage of this offer. Once again, that's focus.fool.com. So, uh you get a Weight Watchers membership, and you get a Weight Watchers membership, and you get a Weight Watchers membership. Uh, what is going on with Weight Watchers this week? All right, so this, you know, we talked about Young Brands jumping, <clears throat> excuse me, four uh, percent on the news that'd be spinning off the China business, whereas Weight Watchers has jumped 
you know, well over 100% in a day and a half of training. That's insane. So, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like and it. And it all has to do with one, uh, um, you know, a pretty powerful celebrity, as you can see, <laughs> Oprah Winfrey, announced uh, before the market opened yesterday that she would be taking a 10% stake in Weight Watchers, um, basically purchasing about 6.4 million shares for $43 million. And that this is part of a partnership that she's forming with the company, lasting five years, where she they get to basically use her for their marketing and in all of their uh, promotional materials and all that. But she will also, uh, they describe her role as three parts. She'll be a member herself, and she's talked about how Weight Watchers has helped her uh, you know, maintain her lifestyle, and also as a board member and advisor, and lastly, as a part owner, as she takes on that stake. Huh. Very interesting stuff. So... This jump is no doubt positive. You know, it's great to have someone that can be the face of a company, especially mm-hmm. someone that is using the product as a spokesperson. Um, but a lot of the rally that we're seeing is kind of gaining back on huge losses that have uh, been experienced earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what's been charging that? Sure. So uh, you definitely got that right. The stock's down seventy percent year to date, and it, the slide isn't hasn't just been uh, a recent thing. So the shares peaked in May two thousand eleven at eighty five dollars. Mm-hmm. They've fallen over ninety five percent since then, and this really has a lot to do, kind of surprisingly, with. The popular, rising popularity of mobile devices like smartphones and oh, also really? wearables. Uh, the idea being that previ- now you have all this new technology-driven, uh, I guess, resources that you can use for uh, watch for weight loss, uh, for just general wellness, tracking your diet, uh, tracking your exercise, and that's attracting a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And so Weight Watchers has struggled on that technological front to hold on to their membership, and their revenues have suffered as a result. Um, full year 2014 revenue fell about 20%, has fallen 20% from its 2011 levels, and um, the company overall has just seen several years of consistently declining sales. So, before the this announcement was made and the stock traded up astoundingly, so uh, 100, I think, and like 5% yesterday, it's up another 30% or so today. Um, it tr- The stock itself was valued at just about 10 times its expected 2015 earnings. Um, the thing is, analysts for the next five years or so were forecasting earnings to decline anywhere from 15 to 20% annually okay. for that period. So you definitely have a very downbeaten stock where... Management, though, has instituted some things like cost cuts, uh, changed up uh, changed up its management team itself. It has had a very hard time competing with this onslaught of new technology and new options that people have when it comes to weight loss. Yeah. So, on the one hand, uh, tons of competition from mobile tech and you know wearable integrated products, mm-hmm. you know things like Jawbone, Fitbit, things like that. Sure. No doubt, eating into market share. But weight loss isn't exactly something that's going. It's not going away. Yeah. You know, it's a major trend. I think people are becoming more health conscious, and there's definitely a place for a player like this. Absolutely. Um, how impactful do you think Oprah might be? Uh, with her involvement in the company, and is this something that is kind of irrational over exuberance by the market, or is there any justification for the stock? Sure, as much sure. As it has? So, you know, the market obviously is really enthusiastic about this, <laughs> incredibly so. Um, like you mentioned, I have not really seen a stock go on a bull run like this just from uh, basically a singular endorsement from a celebrity before. Yeah, I think the power here is. You know, Oprah has a very strong track record where she's proven her ability 
to make certain products, books, or even people extremely successful. You know, there's multiple people who were part of her show when it was still running who now have their own shows. Mm-hmm. You know, the books that she recommends immediately shoot up to the top of the bestseller list. Products she recommends sell out. Um, I think one of her products, uh, the owner, did not see any success until Oprah mentioned it. And I think it turned into her into like a billionaire herself. Yeah, it just takes off like that. Exactly. I mean, it's really astounding how successful books become once they're on her book of the month. And so in this case, um, I don't think that Oprah's going to be able to obviously solve, you know, all of the company's woes. And especially, it's not going to completely shift the competitive environment as it stands now. Mm -hmm. But what where the company can benefit is first a huge wave of increased interest just from the the the, the stock run mm-hmm. and also just from the public uh, the positive publicity is getting because you know Oprah's, Oprah and a lot of her fans hit the demographic that Weight Watchers wants exactly so how far Weight Watchers can leverage how far the company can leverage uh, this partnership and this this recent success at least with its stock price it, it's really up to them and I know that they're going to expand at least into much more of a just overall wellness company rather than just focusing on weight loss as they already have begun to do. Mm-hmm. But this might be the the kick they need as they have access to you know, her huge fan base. Yeah, it's definitely uh, almost like a platform play for them, really, because mm-hmm. they're, they're getting access to this established person with this devout following mm-hmm. and just kind of this ready-made market, people that are ready to follow pretty much anything she recommends. Yeah, and it hasn't taken long. You know, If you go to their website now, she's already on there uh, with, with a pretty catchy like slogan, basically, city, like, I'm ready, are you ready to join me? Wow. And so I'm very curious to see if... The enthusiasm, at least, that's, that investors have had for Weight Watchers shares in this past day and a half will actually you know, amount to real bottom line and top line growth. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for your time, Vincent. Thanks, Dylan. Always a pleasure. Um, if you're a loyal listener and have questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, just email us at industryfocus at fool.com. Once again, that's industryfocus at fool.com. And just a reminder, as always, people on the program may have interests in the stock they, stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against, so don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear on the show. Thanks for listening, and Fool on! <laughs>